You are now listening to NYY Sports Talk, a New York Yankees podcast. Find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. For live in-game Yankee updates, news, and fan giveaways, follow on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Now, let's talk Yankees baseball with Christian and Chris. Welcome back to the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. This is episode 24, presented by the Armchair All-Americans. I'm Christian, alongside my co-host Chris. What up, Christian? What up, bro? You like that? I'm aggressive today. You know, within 30 seconds, you get people to regret downloading this podcast. Yeah, okay. All right, so anyway... um, Let's let's do something big to to jump off the podcast here this week. Uh, we hit four thousand followers on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. So if you're one of the people that is not following us, please join in at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, Chris said that if we hit four thousand followers, we would give away Yankee tickets and announce it live at three o'clock as we uh, recorded the podcast. So we're coming on just after three p.m. here. On a Sunday afternoon. So, Chris, why don't you cue up the winner of the New York Yankee tickets? I'm nervous, man. The hell are you nervous about? I'm nervous. This is a, this is nerve-wracking. Remember now, our first Yankee ticket giveaway was for 100 followers. 100, bro. Now, we're giving away tickets for 4,000. Do we not have the best followers? We do. It's debatable. It's, I've been interacting <laughs> Sometimes they're a little aggravating, but you in know a good what? way, in a loving way. Honestly, overwhelmed by the support, and we appreciate everybody that follows us, tweets us, likes to tweet, listens to the podcast. Just yes, you guys are awesome. But um, to the fellow out there that thought the Yankees are going to get uh, Manny Machado for Chance Adams and uh, Brett Gardner, uh, not happening, fellas. So I don't think so. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going live, huh? Cause live on Twitter. We're going to tweet this out as we announce it here on the podcast. So, All right, this is nerve-wracking. <sighs> all right. Oh, my God, just pick somebody already. Jesus. It's like you're trying to have Picking, a, a give childbirth on. over there. Winner? I got to do, like, what's happening, you know? Oh, you're writing a whole full tweet. Winner of the Yankees ticket giveaway. Could you just announce the winner and send a tweet later? <laughs> uh, flip. Hey, there we go. Am I live? I am. Look at all these. You like this? This room is worth so much money. Could you stop showing people where I live? You want to see Christian? Nope. You want to, want me to show him? Not interested. Hello. <laughs> miserable the winner of the yankee ticket giveaway is give me a little drum roll scar double t ceo or something like that is your uh is that thor's brother maybe <laughs> you are the winner of the two yankee tickets um 
when you hear this, see this, whatever, I'll tag you or something. DM us. We'll get your info together. Make sure you guys listen to the podcast. It's coming out tomorrow. All right. Uh, probably around like 9 a.m. for, uh, for your commute to work if you work. Okay. Uh, Scar, congrats. You won the two tickets. Uh, if everyone else here loves him, find him, tag him, let him know he won. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. I didn't know you were doing like a whole live video. I thought when you meant live, you were just going to like send out a tweet while we were recording this. No, man. Live. We meant live, baby. How much of the listener's time did you just waste with this now? What? How much of the listener's time did you just waste? I'll edit this down a little, you know? All right. Anyway, so let's get into the show here. Um, it's officially official after the, uh, the near call, I guess you could say, was it Thursday that uh, Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole, Jesus man, I can't believe I drew such a blank there. That Garrett Cole is going to the Houston Astros after all the talk and conjecture and blah 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 and blah of him going to the Yankees. He's going to the Houston Astros. So I mean, without getting in, we'll break this down. As we move along here, but just based on hearing that news, I mean, how do you feel about that? I'm at peace with it only because of what came out that it wasn't on the Yan- uh, on the Pirates. It was on the Yankees, and it was a matter of... All right, before you get into that aspect of it, just take it on the field what Garrett Cole means now I just going to the Houston Astros. I'm upset at that aspect of it because... The Astros are the one team that you can compare to the Yankees on paper as being as dominant. Um, And they just added a piece. Whether you think he's a number one, two, or three, I don't care. They added a legitimate pitcher to their rotation, and that's scary. You're going to pair him with Dallas Keuchel, Justin Verlander, um, our buddy Lance McCullers, Charlie Morton, and who's the other guy that they have, their big guy? I can't think of his name. Keuchel? I said Verlander. Verlander, I said it already. Um, Morton and McCullers. Yeah. Oh, that's five. Yeah. All right, so there you go. I don't know who, why I was thinking of somebody else. That's a pretty damn oh, good... Oh, I know who you're thinking of. Who? He got suspended. Who? He was supposed to be... He couldn't pitch in the postseason. Ah, uh, what's his name? I can't think of it right now, but he got suspended because of HGH, didn't he? Or he did something. No, I'm not thinking of him. I'm thinking of somebody that was actually on their postseason roster. Then you named everybody. So. I'm not sure who you're thinking of. I don't know. My mind wanders from time to time. But, I mean, it's a scary thought. Whether you were high on Cole or not, man. The Houston Astros, who you have to expect. I'm not saying it's a... It's a given by any means, but you have to expect to meet them again in the ALCS um, or somewhere along the lines in the postseason. And now this team just added this piece to their rotation, and it's it's a scary thought. I don't like it, but hey, Yankees got to keep moving forward, like you said. They can't <clears throat> they can't have like a freak reaction to this and do something stupid here. They have to stay the course. And I still think the Yankees are just as scary. I really do. 
See, I had somebody tweet at us that it it doesn't uh, it shouldn't be that big of a deal because uh, Houston has bullpen issues, but they just won the World Series with those same bullpen issues, and they added uh, to me a top starter in in the league. So I mean, like if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna you know you're facing them in a short series and you got to go one two three Cole Keuchel and Verlander, I mean. It's tough. I don't care who the Yankees have out there. It's tough. It's a tough, tough thing to to think about right now. But, you know, you don't know what kind of year Verlander's going to have. You don't know if Keuchel's going to stay healthy. And you certainly don't know if Cole's going to stay healthy. Um, and look, we have to think of it. We have to think of it from the same standpoint as what made us weary of Garrett Cole, Right. And that was the fact that he's coming off of a down year. Actually, really almost back-to-back down years. He had a higher ERA than normal in, in 16. He had a 4-plus ERA in 17, giving up 31 home runs. You know, at this point, we were when the Yankees were about to get him, we were saying, hey, you got to hope he has a good year. Now we got to hope he stays the course of what he's been doing the last couple of years. And, and he's really not a factor. I mean, if Houston's getting a guy that's going to go 12 and 12 with a 4.3 ERA, I don't think we worry about it too much. But if he's going to revert back to the guy that he was in 2015, I mean. It's a scary thought. Because their offense is deadly. They have a deadly offense. You, some people will tell you that even with John Carl Stan, their offense is better than the Yankees' offense. I would highly debate that. Well, you can debate that, but the Yankees are centered around a lot of home run hitters, and Houston does have a more diversified offense of guys that aren't always looking to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Well, I think the Yankees have something special put together. Where the Yankees excel over Houston is their bullpen, but as we, as I just said, Houston won the World Series with this same crappy bullpen. Yeah, but that's because they have a guy in Verlander who... The guy, I, I'm, I truly believe Verlander could probably throw a double header in the postseason and be okay. He's just that kind of guy. Keuchel, do you do you think that Houston, even with winning the World Series going into this season, has Houston separated itself now that they are the unquestioned top team in the American League? No, I think the Yankees are. I do. Take your yank. Take your. I'm taking take it cap off. Cap off right you now. You want me to get naked? No, I don't. No, I don't want you to get naked. You know, stop being a freak all the time. <laughs> I truly believe the Yankees are still the top team. I think they're the team to beat. I think when you go down that roster and you keep rattling off those names, and then you talk about guys like Severino, Tanaka, uh, Gray, CC, uh, Montgomery. Or whoever is the Yankees get. bullpen advantage over Houston that great that that's, you could say that and, because and that's what I'm going to get to and then you take all that and you rattle off those names and you put them aside and then you look at this bullpen and it's like I don't care who the Astros add to their starting rotation this bullpen is just puts this team above everybody else I just truly believe that so. Here's what, and I, you know, our, we love Munch. Munch is our buddy and everything. Uh, he might not like this, but Cleveland has definitely fallen into that third spot. Maybe even fourth, depending on how good you think Boston oh, sure. is going to be. I, Boston just doesn't scare me. I I don't know. I think... Hey, if they get J.D. Martinez and Eric Hosmer, I mean... 
Yeah, I mean, then we're having but again, a different discussion. But... I mean, at, they go too deep with sale and price. I mean, then are you really scared of their starting rotation after that? And price is a bum, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, what's Price's uh, role moving forward, have they said? I think he's got to be a starter, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, but I mean. I just think he was relieving because they didn't have enough time to stretch him out to start last year because of but his But in injury. the postseason, they could go back to that formula. Well, why would you then? I mean, you saw how well that worked for them. I mean, sales got a history of fading in September. And then you don't have a horse. As much as I don't like Price, Price is a horse. So he's a guy that can go out there and throw 130. Listen, we can easily say stuff-wise during throughout the year, Chris Sale is the best pitcher in the American League. I truly believe that. Stuff-wise. Overall, I'm giving it to Corey Kluber. But stuff-wise, I mean... Chris Sale's curveball is just unhittable. But when you have a guy like Chris Sale fading off later in the year, remember, Chris Sale was never on a on a team that was that serious that deep in the season. Boston was that team, and he completely fell apart. So are the Red Sox really that scary to us right now? Maybe on paper they are. They won the division last year. I mean, the Yankees have to overcome that. They will. I think this Yankees team has to win the division this year. All right, so let's get back on track here, as is a trademark of NYY Sports Talk that we start on the train tracks, and then we're in the woods somewhere mm-hmm. within three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, It was Wednesday or Thursday, right? When they said Cole was going to Houston and then he wasn't, and then it was just fake news that he was going to Houston. Right. And then it was, uh, and then last night it broke, last night being Saturday because we were recording on Sunday that it broke, that he's definitely, definitely going to, uh, to Houston. To Houston. And we, and I forgot to mention this in the open and I apologize. Uh, later on in the show, you're going to hear an interview we conducted with Delia, uh, Enriquez from Bronx Pinstripes. From Bronx Pinstripes. Um, we talked about this very topic of uh, Cole going to Houston, amongst other things, as uh, do a little previewing of the Yankees season. I mean, it, we are shockingly a month away from spring training really getting started with pitchers and catchers reporting. So it's a little early preview of uh, some things that we could be looking forward to in the 2018 season. But as I was saying, like, I wanted Cole because I – I just thought it was great insurance for the Yankees. Like, you know, you got guys like Montgomery and Severino that you're asking to do it again. Their second seasons in the major leagues. And you know, this, you know, guys have sophomore slumps. You don't know what CC is because of his age, injury. Same thing with Tanaka with the injury. So you got, you know, the names look good, but you, you don't know. So Cole is, even if Cole was going to, Pitched to a 410 ERA. He was still going to be a guy that took the ball every five days. Yeah. It's going to be a tough uh, tough go when the season starts here to see who can stay healthy. And I think a big factor is going to be CeCe giving us even a fraction of what he gave us last year. Um Montgomery, I, I wrote about this. They gotta if they're gonna go with Montgomery, they have to go with him full force. It can't be this four or five innings every other time he's out, and then they start monitoring his uh, innings, and then all of a sudden we have another Jaime Garcia come in 
and uh, fill in his spot. If Montgomery in any way is starting to fade off or we don't think he's a man for the job, you either go out there and you finally get that guy you need or you give Chance Adams a shot. All right. I'm glad you brought up Chance Adams. So as the news has been trickling in on the Garrett Cole trade, we're starting to see a little bit of the behind the scenes of what was being offered and what wasn't because uh, through various industry sources – you wouldn't really be that impressed with what Houston gave up. I mean, for, for Houston's standpoint, I should say, it was a great deal for them. But, you know, the hole that Pittsburgh got isn't really that impressive for a guy like Garrett Cole. The problem is that the Yankees, even when you put aside their top prospects and you go to, say, level two prospects, which would be like a Miguel Andujar. Uh, well, here, I mean, to cut you off, but... We were reading today that the Yankees had a list of guys they weren't going to trade for Garrett Cole. Obviously, it was Tur- uh, Gleyber Torres. It was uh, Florial, Justice Sheffield, who we all know those are the three untouchable guys. But it was also Miguel Andujar. Well, that's what I was getting at here. You take the Yankees' second-level prospects, or at least what we assume to be second-level, and they're still very valuable guys. They're... In most farm systems, they're regarded as top-tier prospects. And Miguel Andujar was a guy that the Pirates really wanted if they were going to give up Cole. They didn't really care for Frazier. They didn't... Frazier wasn't as valuable to him, to them, as Andujar. Actually, uh, I was reading today that that's not exactly true. Because you and I, I, you and I were speculating on that, that... If they were shooting for Gleyber Torres, then you would think that they would want um, Miguel Andujar because they figured that they would have an infield vacant need more than right. they would have an outfield fake, uh, need. But what you know, what I also read is that they liked Clint Frazier more than anybody that they got from Houston. The problem was is that the Yankees package wasn't as deep. It was. Frazier and then guys they really didn't weren't that impressed with where they had a deeper package with uh but what I'm but what uh, I'm getting at is say they okay what I'm getting at is if they added Andujar to that package with Frazier it's a done deal I would, I would I would automatically assume that. So what I'm saying you wouldn't automatically No, I would auto- I, so oh, I, would. I would, yeah. So what I'm saying to you is that the name Clint Frazier wasn't as valuable to them as we all thought. We thought Frazier mixed with whoever would have gotten the deal done. That's not the case. Andujar was a much more valuable name than we thought. Um, so I'm not saying they didn't want Frazier. I'm just saying we were trying to base a trade with Frazier as the, the big name. And we figured anyone else who followed wasn't as big of a deal, and it was. You know, because if you look at it, like, let's say you assign a point value to all the prospects. Like, let's say Frazier's a five, and then the Yankees just offered three ones. Right. Whereas everybody, so let's say that's a point system of eight, whereas Pittsburgh uh, got four threes from Houston. So they're getting 12 points from Houston and only eight from the Yankees, even though the one player the Yankees offered had a higher point system. So that's why they went with the Houston deal. And another thing that surprised me is that the Yankees said Adams or Frazier 
not bolt, which I would have thought that it would have been both of those guys in that. Let me ask you this. Say you're a Pirates fan right now. Are you, are you ticked off that the Pirates, um, waved on a guy like Frazier, regardless of who else was in the package, just to build up more lower level prospects. See, if and, I'm a Pirates and, fan, I'm just automatically mad all the time. Because, but you just, like, but, but listen, you just gave up your ace, right? Whether we think he's an ace for us or anyone else out there, he's the Pirates ace. He's the Pirates guy. If you're going to deal him, you better be getting back some top guys. And yeah, I agree in that sense that I would rather take the the five star guy and then give me like a couple one star guys as opposed to a couple. Like we said, like three-star guys. I would rather have that one guy that I saw perform decently in the in the major leagues last year. Because I'm not asking you from an organizational standpoint. I'm asking you as a fan standpoint that, okay, we go back and we think back to when Miller got traded. Imagine if they got rid of Miller and we only got back like five to seven – second level third level prospects imagine if Frazier and Sheffield weren't part of that deal how upsetting that no, would have been we would have killed Brian Cash right so from a fan's perspective you got to be pretty ticked off that you didn't get Clint Frazier you passed on Clint Frazier to get some guys who i mean are not being regarded as as guys that you should trade Garrett Cole for so We'll see how that pans out. I don't know. At the end of the day, this is a Yankees podcast and we're Yankees fans. So we got to look at how things work or don't work for the Yankees. I mean, is it a huge loss not getting Cole? Not really. I mean, I would have liked to have him because he's he's still a really good pitcher. And I think he would have really helped out this team. But at the end of the day, he's with... What I consider, and you can disagree with me, to be the Yankees' biggest rival right now. I think the Houston Astros are their biggest rival in terms of the team that would potentially keep them from getting to the World Series this year. Agreed. All right. You want to so, get some voicemails? No. Not yet. Can we hold on a second here? Yes. Fine. So this is the this is the split part of it. It's like Yankees didn't get Cole. Now what do they do? Or do they do anything? Do you think that this puts Darvish into play more now? We talk about this with Delia uh, coming up in the interview. I, th- You tweeted that the Yankees have to stay the course pretty much. You can't just pull the trigger on something if it's still not going to make sense just because, just because you're panicking that the Astros added Garrett Cole. Um, I still think financially it has to make complete sense. And hey, if Darvish is still on the market in a week or two from now... I think you are going to see the Yankees uh, get him at a discounted price. But unless that happens, it just doesn't make but sense. But what's a discounted price? $17, $18 million a year? That's still going to eat up the entire budget no, the Yankees uh, have. Uh, the, I'd have to say 15 15 is the only way this makes the sense. The way that it makes sense is the Yankees are going to, even at $15 million, the Yankees have roughly 17 to $20 million to play with right now. They're not going to... They're not going to go into the season knowing they can't make a significant. But let me move. ask you this: They wouldn't give up Andujar in that deal. So, so hey, do we really have a vacancy at third base right now? Maybe Garrett Cole wasn't the guy they want to give up Andujar for. Who else are they going to? give I don't know. Maybe for? maybe Clayton Kershaw. I don't yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. 
Hey, listen. In, in my mind right now, Andujar, that all this tells me is that Andujar is going to be the third baseman right now. I said that to you earlier today. I really, I mean, there's no other way to to think of this right now than Andu. They think Andujar is ready. Any concern they had for him defensively, I think, is out the window. If you're putting him on a list of guys that you won't trade for Garrett Cole, I have to think that right. Cashman is thinking that he's going to be his third right. baseman. Right, so where is the other vacancy now that we have to be so worried about a couple million dollars? I think if they can get Darvish at a $15 million a year contract, they're going to do it. I don't think Cashman's going to get that close to a ceiling without trading a guy. And unfortunately, the the guy... in the, the guy, I shouldn't say unfortunately, the guy to trade is Jacoby Ellsbury. Even if you have to eat half his contract, that's the guy to move. But nobody wants him. Oh, Would you? But you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants him. So you keep hearing these two names, David Robertson and Brett Gardner. Those are the guys the Yankees can trade to shed salary. Do you want to trade either of those guys? Nope. Absolutely not. Brett Gardner's the spark plug of this team. He's their leadoff hitter. You trade him, who's going to hit leadoff? Right. You're going to tell me now Jacoby Ellsbury is your, your, your left <laughs> nope. fielder? No. And why are you going to deal David Robertson? No, never. You can't. You just can't. I know he's making... David Robertson in the bullpen is more valuable than you, Darvish, in the starting I rotation. totally agree. So and that's not even a question. So he, is Darvish worth bringing in and then the expense, at the added expense of losing either no. Gardner or no. uh, David Robertson? Nope. If they can't make it make sense without dealing a guy other than Jacoby Ellsbury, then you just don't do it. Plain and simple. Because the way this team is built right now, they could sustain themselves throughout the year. Because if you got Chapman and Green and Robertson and Batances and Tommy Canely, you're five deep in that bullpen of top-tier relievers. So even if you're not stacked at starting pitcher like you want to be, you you rotate these guys in and around to cover that right. vacancy, and then you can see how devastating that could be in the postseason when you're. And then you know maybe you get your guys like Tanaka and Cece and Sevi are ready and and stepping up now, right? Because it's all about October for this team now. Of course, you have to. You never want to assume anything in baseball, but come on, this team's a playoff team. Here's the other question I'm going to ask you before we do get to the voicemails. Um, the other big move out there, and again, we keep rehashing everything because nothing's happening, and it's all, and it's just what everybody's talking about. Is he saving Miguel Andujar to trade for Manny Machado? Um, you think Cashman has said, if I can't get the starting pitcher, I'm going to put out the most devastating offense I can possibly put out there and say f everybody else's pitchers because you know, we can just outslug everybody. It's now. funny because. When the news broke that Andujar really held up this deal, it's the first thing that came to my mind was, does Cashman have one more trick up his sleeve and he's going to get rid of all these guys for Machado? It's a it's a very valuable piece to add to that package. And he might have known that you give up Frazier and Andujar in that deal, the chances of getting Manny Machado are completely out the window. So maybe that is his his thought process there. I if don't you're know. Baltimore and the Yankees say, "Hey, Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar, and Chance Adams for Manny Machado," I mean, how can you, you do it all day? You man. can't really. If you're Baltimore, how do you, even though that's your divisional rival, how do you turn that down? You do that all day, all day. 
Because Machado's not going to be an Oriole next year. No, he won't. And so when you get a package like that put together, you do it all day. Because guess what? Andujar is going to be a good baseball player. And yep. he's going to fill that void. He's not going to be Manny Machado, I'll tell you that. But when you're getting guys like Frazier and Chance Adams as well, you're building up a nice team for yourself. Because and- a lot of our followers are tweeting at us after we you know, discussed the uh, cold trade last night. They're expecting Cashman to come out and break the internet in the next couple of days. So. You think so? I, you know what? The more we talk about it, the more I think it's going to happen. I think by next podcast, Manny Machado could be a New York Yankee. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I remember last week I told you that I thought it was a 5% chance that Machado would be a Yankee in 2018. I'll up that to 12% now. I'm going to up it to 35%. Because I still think there's a lot of hurdles out there, but I also – it's one of two things with Andujar. Either the Yankees are set on him being a third baseman or they want to trade him to Baltimore to fill their hole for hey, Machado. It's not the craziest thought in the world. I can agree with you there. All right, so before we get to our interview with uh, Delia Enriquez of uh, Bronx Pinstripes uh, – you know, we got a little voicemail situation set up where you guys can call in and uh, leave us a voicemail, and then we'll answer it on the podcast. So let's uh, let's get into that right now. All right, we'll go with a few of them. That way, we can answer quickly and get to the interview. Hey there, I'm a Yankees fan in Vancouver, Canada. Um, who do we want to see fill uh, the void at second base since um, Sterling Castle is longer with us? So that's the question we have answer for the upcoming season thanks very much go Yankees you know you asked me this the other day could you see Star on Castro coming back to the Yankees and I, I, don't, I read it somewhere like someone did a poll who would you rather have come back Frazier or Castro and I it's not the craziest thing in the world that Castro could be Yankee again in 2018. And you get, and you can get Miami to maybe eat a little bit of his salary. <laughs> yeah. It, listen, <laughs> Cashman is done. He's done this before. Things. He's done it before. Uh, I don't think, we I don't, both don't yeah. think it will happen. Um, getting Castro back to answer the question. Derek Jeter, as much as we love him, he will be, he will be hung by his shoelaces from the tallest tree in Miami <laughs> if he trades John Carl Stan to the Yankees for Star on Castro <laughs> and then get and then trade Star on Castro back to the Yankees <laughs> and gets like their single A ball boy back in return. All right, so here's there's two ways there's two things that could happen with second base. The first one being the most logical one, and I don't agree with it, but I think it's going to happen. I think Torres is going to start it at start second to, base. I, I, yes. Because I think they're going to let Torres sit in the minor leagues for a few weeks. That way we, we what, we get him. You manipulate his service time this right. way. This year, this season doesn't count towards I it. don't want that to happen. I don't think it's the smart move. I think it's the smart I move. I don't. I want Torres. Because if Torres is going to be part of this team, I want him up on opening would it, Why wouldn't you sacrifice five weeks of him playing in AAA to get him for an additional full season? I just, I think you need to make a statement. I think you need to bring this kid up, and I think he needs to be there for opening day. Um, however, if the Yankees do go and get Manny Machado... You will absolutely be seeing Torres start at second base or someone like Torres um, until Torres has done his time in AAA and they can call him up. 
I don't think Castro is going to come back to this team. Um, I think those are going to be the only two options at that point. Everyone's saying Tyler Wade, too. I think Torres is the better option. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would rather Tyler Wade be the guy on the bench and let uh, Toe play while we're waiting for Torres. All right, voicemail number two. Hey, guys, first time calling in. I just uh, was wondering... Which team are you most looking forward to seeing their pussies get spanked by the Yankees the most? Thanks for answering my question. What the hell? <sighs> he meant pussies, right? Oh my god. <laughs> it was was that real? If we just have to answer this quickly, I'm going to say the Astros, baby. Yes. Yes. I hate that team. I'm ready to beat them. Okay, let's <laughs> move on from that. Alright, next voice. Hi guys, it's Patrick all the way from Northern Ireland. Just wanted to ask you a question on the new manager and what you would be happy with in his first season. Would you be happy with winning the division, playoffs, is it the whole lot? Win, lose record, what would you be happy? Me personally, I think we can win the league and at least we can go into Hopefully a World Series. But I'd like to hear your points. Thanks, guys. Bye. Um, I think that a win-loss record doesn't necessarily matter when we sit here and say the Yankees have to win 95 games. I think it's just a matter of they have to win enough games to win the division. Which will be 95 Which games. will be about 95 games. Um, I think this team has the potential to win closer to 100 to be honest, if they... Let's back the truck up here, okay? Let's... Before... They won 91 last year. They overachieved. Let's get them to 93-95, which would win... I would honestly think would win the division before we start talking 100-win teams here. Okay? They got to win the division, and they got to win the pennant, in my mind. And I think they'll do both. Did, I really do. He mentioned something about the rookie manager. I, We've talked about it. It's... Yeah, we this this horse is so beaten down. There's <laughs> there's no flesh left on it. Um, it doesn't matter. Aaron Boone's the manager. Joe Girardi's the manager. The expectations after last year get to the World Series now. I agree. All right, last voicemail, and then we'll get to the interview. Hi, uh, this is more of a comment than it is a uh, question. I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of you guys all the way out here in uh, Vermont, and. Uh, I just want to say, Chris, you are fantastic. I think you do great work, Christian. You need to be uh, a little bit more on top of your game to keep up with him, but I think you're pretty good as well. Uh, Chris, keep carrying the show, pal. Thank you. Wow. Was that you? No. That wasn't me. You're such a liar. Thank you to whoever that was. Yeah, you can stop. Yeah, well, you know, I'm never visiting Vermont, so. I I carry the show. Yeah, you carry the show. Obviously, I I know that's the Stacey that called in. (laughs) There's no no logical explanation for that. I'm a huge fan out here in Vermont. Yeah, you asshole. (laughs) Knew it was you. He was so angry. He He didn't let it all out, but he was very angry. Why would you waste everybody's time with that? (laughs) Because it's so good. All right, let's get to the interview with Delia uh, of the Bronx Pintribes. Everyone enjoy. All right, we're on with uh, Delia Enriquez from Bronx Pintribes. How are you, Delia? 
I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, thanks for coming on with us. We have uh, some pretty big news that broke last night, so it's kind of nice that we have a, a credible guest coming on here to talk about it. Garrett Cole went to the Houston Astros last night, and it seems to be officially official this time. Yes, officially official. <laughs> um, what what do you feel this does for the Yankees moving forward? Do you think they step off of the idea of needing to add another pitcher at this point? Do you see them going out and getting you Darvish? Or do you feel like they're starting pitching at this point is good where it is? And maybe down the, down the line this season, if they feel they need to, they'll, they'll add another starting pitcher. Well, at this point, they don't necessarily need to add another starting pitcher. And personally, I wouldn't add you Darvish. The Yankees are trying to get under the luxury threshold, and adding you Darvish would create complications where they might have to trade, let's say, a David Robertson or a Brett Gardner, and maybe even a Jacoby Ellsbury if he waives his contract. So right now, I don't see the Yankees necessarily needing to trade, I mean, sign a starting pitcher. Um, the rotation they have at this point is pretty; it can contend pretty well going into the season. But let me ask you this, and real quick, I don't want to harp on you, Darvish, too, too much because I feel like we've been talking about him nonstop. But say you, Darvish, goes another few weeks here and nothing is done and he still doesn't know where he's going to end up in 2018 and the Yankees get him at a nice discounted price. Do you see then, as long as it makes sense financially, you, Darvish, being a nice fit for this team? If it makes sense financially, then yeah, I could see him fitting in with the Yankees. But so then this has point, nothing like, to do with the talent aspect. This is more of financial, in your opinion, he doesn't make sense right now. Yes, that, that's probably the only reason that he wouldn't make sense. It's just that he doesn't fit into the, mon- the monetary plans. Um, Talented-wise, he could compete on. he could compete if the Yankees sign him, and I think he would do pretty well in the Bronx. But just from a financial standpoint, I don't see it happening at this point. Maybe a couple years, a couple, um, I'm sorry, a couple weeks um, before spring training. All right. So um, you mentioned a big name there, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. It's his contract has become a, a real uh, albatross around the Yankees. Do you see a way that the Yankees can trade him? Because it seems like if the Yankees want to bring in a veteran uh, infielder and sign a, a starting pitcher like a U Darvish, they're going to have to move salary. And I think all of us would prefer if that salary didn't come in the form of David Robert, uh, Robertson or uh, Brett Gardner that we would prefer to be Jacoby Ellsbury. Do you think that, the, A, the Yankees should trade Ellsbury, meaning that there's really no spot for him on this team? And where do you see him possibly going if, the, if such a trade could be worked out? Um, to answer the first question, I think that yes, he should be traded because there's really, on the outfield depth chart, there's no room for him. You already have Gardner, you have Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, um, Giancarlo Stanton. So Ellsbury would technically, oh, also Clint Frazier, if he's up with the team. So technically Ellsbury would be the sixth, the sixth outfielder. And with, and with all that talent, he would mostly see his time on the bench. So, I think that the Yankees should trade him, but there are a lot of complications. 
One is his contract. No team is going to want to take his contract unless the Yankees see a substantial amount. The second part is Ellsbury doesn't want to waive his no trade clause. He feels he has a shot of winning a job in spring training, which at this point, I don't see it happening unless Aaron Hicks gets hurt or, or Gardner gets hurt or it's Clint Frazier if he gets hurt. Or like a house so at this, on uh, Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really see Aaron Judge getting hurt. <laughs> we I, hope, I would hope not. We knock wood on that. <laughs> well, speaking of the big guys, since you brought him up, uh, 52 home runs in 2017, took uh, Major League Baseball by storm, rookie of the year, runner-up to the uh, MVP award. If you can even call him runner-up at that point. Oh, that's what it was, but we don't have to get into that again. Uh, what are your expectations for Aaron Judge in 2018? I mean, we Chris and I debate this all the time. If he hits 40 home runs this year, are people going to look at it as a down year? Can he sustain the record pace that he was on? Do you see him coming back down to earth a little bit? Just give us uh, your thoughts on what you expect out of uh, number 99 in 2018. Okay, what he did last year was phenomenal. It, it was it was historic, record-breaking. So I don't see him putting up the exact same numbers he did last year, and he might regress a little bit, come back down to earth. But if he hits, like, 40 home runs, I won't consider that a failure. The Yankees wouldn't consider that a failure. I mean, he's, he has substantial talent. Well, it, the problem is that he set the bar so high, and he did it. I mean, my brother actually, he looked at me, I think it was after game seven, after the Yankees were eliminated, he looked at me and he goes, do you think that Aaron Judge hit the most home runs he'll ever hit again in his career in a single season? And I looked at him and I said, you know what? It sounds crazy, but hey, hitting 52 home runs is not easy. That very well could be the truth. I mean, we can't. I think moving forward with Aaron Judge, of course the rest of the league isn't going to do this. The beat writers aren't going to do it. But as fans, as people close to the team here and, and reporting on the team, I don't think we can compare this season moving forward. I think we just have to take a guy like Aaron Judge season by season and really break mm-hmm. down his stats as he goes. Uh, you hope he exactly. cuts down on the strikeouts a little bit, and that should help. But – you know, as we talked about, there there is a surplus of outfielders right now. Um, what there isn't a surplus of is infielders. Um, and we still don't really know who's going to fill the hole at second and third base. Do you, Where do you think the Yankees stand on that in opening day? Do you see Torres maybe playing one of the two positions and maybe calling up an Andahar or Torres to fill the other? Um, I actually do see that happening. Um, the Yankees are very high on Miguel Andujar and Gleyber Torres. So I wouldn't be surprised if both of them were second and third basemen um, opening day. The only reason Torres was in the picture last year is because he got hurt. But the Yankees are well aware of his talent. Torres, he will, he sits in a bench role, but I do expect to see him at second and third at some point. Maybe play a little shortstop when Didi's not playing. Do you see any way that uh, Todd Frazier's on this team? Um, it's, it's on the fence. It depends on how, it depends on how, what he's looking for contract wise. If he's willing to take a one year deal 
Um, I think that the Yankees might go for it. But if he wants more than one year, which has been the rumors over the last few weeks, I don't think the Yankees will, I don't think the Yankees will, aren't interested. Yeah, I heard yeah, that yeah. he was talking to the Mets, but. Yeah, you got the looming giant of Manny Machado out there in 2019, so I don't know if the Yankees want to tie up a third base past this year. Well, look, it's kind of funny too. Um, you have three guys out there right now that if the Yankees wait just a few more weeks, they might be able to steal. And we just mm-hmm. talked about one of them in you, Darvish, um, which I think you, Darvish, will sign within the next week or so. I really do. But then you have these two other guys in Mike Moustakis and Todd Frazier, where if the Yankees aren't comfortable with Andujar's defense just yet to start the season at third, you could see one of these guys – Coming back down to earth a little bit and saying, you know what, I'll take that one year deal and I'll and I'll see what I can do with it. Mhm. I mean, I'm actually quite shocked that Mustakis is still on the free agent market. But if I were in his position or Todd Frazier's position, I would take the one year deal, considering how slow the free agency has gone this year, and try to rebuild my value for next year when the free agent class will be much bigger. All right, we're on uh, with Delia Enriquez of. Uh... Bronx Pinstripes here. You can find her on Twitter at TheFireGirl4. Um, so based on who's actually on this team right now, we want to pick your brain a little bit because Chris and I debate this all the time. Who's going to bat where, you know, with Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, uh, you know, Greg Bird. You know, if you were the manager of the New York Yankees, how would you shape up your, your we'll just take it at one through five right now. How would your one through five in this lineup look? Okay. So the fleet off, it has to be Gardner. There's that's pretty much a lock. Um second, I've actually been debating I'm actually quite on the fence between maybe Aaron Hicks or D Gregorius. I'm a Hicks so fan for I'm number a, two. Thank you, Delia. No, I'm a but I'm uh-huh. a D guy for number two. So. <laughs> so I I I would depending on the situation, either or would probably fit. Third, I would probably do Gary Sanchez. Fourth Aaron Judge, and then fifth, Stanton. Okay. Hey, I I think that you can take any guys one through five that you just named, and you could put them in a hat and just pick them out and still have a deadly lineup. So I think Gardner's obviously a lock. Mm-hmm. And it's still but. deep after one through five. You still have Greg Bird, who <laughs> could, yeah. Who a lot of people think is the best hitter in this organization. So... You know, Delia, you go through top to bottom and you just keep naming all these names and you can't help but laugh. <laughs> it just gets comical uh-huh. at, at some point that the Yankees really have put together this power offense. It's crazy. But uh, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of the manager putting together this lineup, uh, obviously Aaron Boone's going to be leading the way this year. Uh, it's been a while uh, since we've had a new face leading the team. What are your thoughts on Aaron Boone? Is there any concern on your end as far as having a rookie manager lead this team? Um, well, first of all, before I get into Aaron Boone, I'm actually quite disappointed that Joe Girardi isn't coming back because I was actually quite a, I was actually quite a fan of Girardi. But going into wow. Aaron Boone, um, I actually have high expectations for him this year, and I think he has enough race, um, baseball knowledge especially with his brother who played baseball and his dad who has baseball knowledge, they could both um, help contribute to him actually being a successful manager. 
And as being a rookie manager, you have to get experience somewhere. You have to, it's, no one is a veteran manager from day one. They're all, they all are rookies at one point. It's a great point. And, mm-hmm. And he, with the team that he currently has, I think that he'll do very well on leading them to at least the postseason. My expectation is the World, the World Series, but, um, yeah, I think this year he'll definitely shape, he'll help shape the young kids because the Yankees wanted someone who could connect with the rookies. And they also wanted someone who could, um, who could get, gain respect with the veterans. And I think that Aaron Boone fits both of those categories. Delia, let me ask you this. At the end of the season last year, the Yankees fell short in game seven. And we all kind of stepped back and we said, you know what, just like Aaron Judge set the bar high for his personal career, this team set the bar extremely high for what we're going to expect from them in 2018. And then all of a sudden, you know, Joe Girardi's gone and we're searching for a new manager. We hire a rookie manager. Do you think that lessens the expectations of this team in 2018? If this team, say, makes it to the ALCS again but doesn't win the pennant, is it a I don't want to say failure, but do we feel a little more disappointed than we did the year before? Or do we look at this and say, hey, new manager uh, leading the way here. He did a good job. They'll go out and get him next year. What do you think are going to be the the thoughts around the fan base if this team doesn't, in fact, win a pennant? Um, well, there's always going to be a disappointment if they don't win the pennant. Um, especially considering how close they were last year. So if it, the same scenario happens this year, I would think that there would be more disappointment because of um, how close they were to the World Series last year and the amount of talent on this team. But I wouldn't completely say that it's because of a brand-new manager. I would think that maybe that it's a team team effort. All right, so before we let you go, Delia, um, we just want to ask you the last question here. You know, Chad Green was the unsung hero of the Yankees last year, a guy that came out of nowhere and just completely uh, took everybody. Found his, found his place in the bullpen. Yeah, just an unbelievable year from Chad Green last year. Who is going to be the Chad Green of the 2018 Yankees, that guy that we're not thinking of that's just going to come out here and step up and play a major role on this team going forward? Hmm. You see, I've actually thought about this question, and... I'd like to say maybe Chance Adams. The Yankees are pretty Ooh. high on him. And okay. I think he has the potential to actually win a spot, and he might surprise everyone. Well, you know what? I said I, – I, I wrote a little piece a few weeks back. There's one thing that's inevitable, and that's injury. Uh, and hmm. given some of the track records of the starting pitchers the Yankees have um, – I'd say it's almost inevitable that a starting pitcher is going to go down for some amount of time this year. And you got to, you got to think that it's going to be Chance Adams, right? Getting the call. Right. I, I'll be very disappointed if Luis Sess is getting the spot start over, uh, Chance Adams at this point. If Chance Adams is on this team, which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Delia, we can't thank you enough for giving, giving us your time today. We appreciate it. Uh, again, find Delia Enriquez on Twitter at dfiregirl4, um, writer for the Bronx Pinstripes. Thank you so much, Delia. We appreciate your time. 
Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, no problem, Delia. Take care and uh, go Yanks. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. You too. All right, again, that was um, Delia Enriquez from Bronx Pinstripes. Thank you again for your time. Everyone give her a follow. D is in the letter D. Yeah, like Fire D Girl for dummy. Four. Not her, Chris. <laughs> um, we're going to give away the hat that we had from last week. The listener never claimed it. So we ran another contest. The winner is Robert Ruiz at doing Sikaroo. I don't even know if. I don't know what your handle is. Oh my god, are you stupid? Reach out to us. It's Don Sick A Rio. <laughs> One, in case there's an, another Don Sick A Rio out there. So reach out to us when you hear this and uh, claim your prize. All right, time to get to uh, the bums. The bummers. Catchers. Catchers today. Chris wanted to put Joe Girardi on the list automatically because he hates Joe Girardi and he wants to see him die in a fiery plane No, crash. I do not. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> but Girardi has a career 272 average as a Yankee in four seasons, so nope. Plus, I voted that the triple keeps him off. If you guys voted that the home run kept Boone off, I voted that the triple right. kept him off. So who are we going to talk about here? Chris Stewart has to be one of them now. Uh yeah, let's go. You got the stats in front of you, so I'll let you run the ship here on this. All right, so uh, right now, I just wanted to see if I could pick up any names here. I don't even think. Do we even have to go into statistics? Can we just go off of names by hearing guys' names and just going, "Yeah, bump." No. That would not be fair to everybody. By the way, our starting pitcher for the Bronx Bummers, um, yes. by one percentage point, he squeaked through in the last minute. Carl Pavano, congratulations, pal. You are the biggest bum since 1996 to be a part of this organization as a starting pitcher. You bum. Bum, bum, bum. All right. So, speaking of bums... The first one we got up here from the 2000 Yankees, uh, we got a uh, Chris Turner, who was Jorge Posada's backup that year. I don't even remember him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one home run, seven ribs, and a 236 batting average Bum. in 102 plate appearances. Bum. All right. So remember, these aren't going to be very substantial guys. I'm just going to read off the the main backup catchers in uh, these years. And then we'll, hey, can we put Montero on this? No, he wasn't a he but wasn't he's a bum, bum now. Yeah, but he wasn't. We we didn't want to trade him. He's like making s'mores. All right, you got Toddy Green here, who was the backup to to um. Oh my God, they Posada. Had, yeah, they had two. They had two guys that kind. Uh, All right, so you got Todd Green here, hundred plate appearances, a homer, eleven ribs. And I remember then, him. He's a bum. And then you got um, Joe Oliver in uh, 40 plate appearances, a homer and two ribs. I remember him too. So uh, as I read him off, Chris is going to write him down and we'll just we'll just go off of that and uh, now it's down to three here. All right. So you got uh, Chris Widger here. Oh, I remember him. I do. That name, that name sounds familiar. Mr. Widget. As a Yankee... 
He, uh, yeah, you know, the batting average for a backup catcher is 297, so. Nope. Not gonna happen. Not there. gonna happen. Alright, um, what else do we got here? Alberto Castillo. Let's look at his numbers. Again, and this is 2002 as a backup. One, alright, here we go. We have uh, no home runs, four runs batted in, and a 135 batting average. Who was this? Alberto Castillo. Okay. Now again, folks, you're not. I mean, we had Jorge Posada lock up this position for so long, so it's really. How many plate appearances Castillo has? Uh, 41. Mm. Give me Flaherty, man. Give me a little Flaherty. Well, he's coming up because we're on Flash. We're on the 2003 squad now, so let's see here. A little flasheroo. A little flasheroo. Johnny Flats. Career as a Yankee. Here we go. In 389 plate appearances. Wow, that's low. I thought he had more. Mr. Flaherty. 12 home runs, 41 runs batted in, and a 226 batting average. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so Flaherty was also the backup in 04, right? Yes, so let's keep going here. Oh, you want to take a look at Deanna Navarro? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, oh my goodness, Mr. Navarro. Now, he's inconsequential to the Yankees because he was traded. He had set. I thought he played with the Yankees. Well, he only had seven. At bats, you were gonna say? The his name was the owner because I remember Susan Baldwin was always like, "You say his name <laughs> like George Steinbrenner's the owner, the owner, the owner." I like that. Uh, I could have sworn he really had some time with the Yankees, but he didn't. He had seven plate appearances, so that's not gonna. Okay. While Christian pulls this up, uh, just a reminder: follow us at myy sports talk on Twitter and Facebook. Um. Head to myysportstalk.com. We dropped the Katie Sharp Getting to Know Katie Sharp article last week. Uh, next month, February 13th, we're going to drop Getting to Know Gene Monahan. It is a must-read interview. I'm telling you, some of the insights he gave us were just phenomenal. Uh, subscribe to the site and also head to myysportstalk.com slash shop. Swag up. Get yourself some Yankee swag at a nice, aggressive, discounted price. All right, how about Sal Fasano? Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. I was always, I always liked Sal. I don't I know why. I never liked him. 57 plate appearances, home, a, one dinger, five ribs, and a 143 batting average. Oh, boy. How many, how many dingaroos? One ding. How many ribbies? Cinco. Cinco ribs. And a 134, huh? Yes. No, 143, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. What a big difference. You want to take a look at Kelly Stinnett, who was also back up on that team? No, probably. Kelly Stinnett, who had 79 at-bats and rounded the bases once, nine ribs, and a 228 batting average. How many ribbies? Nine? Nine. Mr. Kelly Stinnett. That's good. Other than uh, we got to put Chris Stewart. We got to talk about Stewart. 
about this guy? His name popped up a few times. Will Nieves. Nieves. Maybe that's who I was thinking of. Who played uh, three seasons here at 76 plate appearances. Never hit a home run. <laughs> drove in eight runs and had a career batting average of 141. Wow. That's probably going to earn him a spot on the list. I think I was thinking of him over Navarro. Maybe I was mixing the two up. We're getting there. Don't worry about it. Um, here we go. Chad Moeller. Ugh. Forgot about him. The Yankees had four catchers in 2008. You want to, you want to just limit it to, uh, how about Pudge Rodriguez? I'm Pudge? not putting Pudge on a, on a bums list. Why? Because I love him. All right. But as a Yankee, in 101 plate appearances, he had two home runs, three runs batted in, and a 219 average. Bum. <laughs> and how about Chris Stewart? That's the guy you keep asking yeah, about, that, right? And that'll be enough. Uh, Stewart was with us in 08, came back in 2012 and 2013. He had 500 plate appearances, so that's wow. a significant time here. Okay. Uh, five dings, 38 ribs, and a 219 batting average. Cause what year was, uh, that's, a, that's pretty bummish. Yeah, cause, uh, with that we, many at bats. That's, he's a him and Cervelli were pretty much the everyday catcher one year. Yeah. So there should you. That was what? That was the second to last year, Posada. It was either 2012 or 2013. Let's look at Cervelli. No. I, I love know. Cervelli, man. Okay, but let's look at it. Yeah, 278 batting averages. I'm going to get him up no. here. So. We got to go with some sexy names. How here. about Austin Romine? No. What do you mean, no? Romine's our boy, bro. Yeah, but still, I mean, come on now. Let's be realistic. No. Here. I'm not I'm not putting him on the list, I'm telling you right now. With, all right, first of all, he's been with the Yankees in, since 2011. And he's done a fine job. And he's done a fine job with seven home runs, 58 runs batted in, and a 220 average. No, I'm not putting him on. All right, fine. I freaking love him, bro. Why don't you love marry him. him then? Maybe I will. All right, give me give me what you got there. All right, if we're gonna go sexy here, you gotta you gotta throw flash on, right? You gotta throw flash on. Flash Stewart and Rodriguez. Flash Stewart Pudge done. That's it. Because everyone else is just gonna be like, eh. Because you figure everybody else was just a backup, spent you know maybe thirty or forty games here. Flash was here for a couple seasons. Stewart was here for a few seasons. And Pudge Rodriguez is a Hall of Famer that did not perform well at all as a Yankee. Even though, I mean, it was the end of his career, but still. Done. I like it. So that's where we're going with. So just so everyone knows, this is our Bronx Bummer segment. So far, you have voted on Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Stephen Drew. Stephen Drew at second. Brendan Ryan at short. Kevin Euclid at third. And your starting pitcher is Carl, Carl Pavano, Pavano, which the closest race of them all. Every other race was a blowout, but Pavano just eked out Keigawa by yeah. 1%. And I said last podcast that uh, at least putting Pavano on would make this a toss-up. If we didn't if if we didn't listen to you and put Pavano on this list, Keigawa would have ran away with it. Because no one else was even close. 
So, really, Kagawa was the bigger bum. 100%, but people just hate Bovano for what he did. Because you know what? Everybody had a crush on Alyssa Milano from their, u- their youth as... Uh, their, when they were Sam, youths? When uh, she was Sam Maselli, tomboy extraordinaire on Who's the Boss... You know, and they were jealous that he was, uh, you know, he was doing his thing with her while he was making uh, $40 million crashing his Corvette <laughs> into a tree, eh? So, there you have it. Chris Stewart, John Flaherty, and our boy Pudge Rodriguez. I mean, uh, this probably hurts your chances of ever getting Flash to do a Q&A for us, but <laughs> hey, you know, you gotta cut your losses somewhere, right? Hey, I already reached out to him. He hasn't gotten back to me, so. He belongs on the list just for that, right? <laughs> All right, so that's, I mean, anything happened while we were recording? I mean, did uh, the world end? Did Manny Machado become a Yankee? Not yet, man. You want to talk about Adrian Gonzalez going to the Mets? Nope. Real exciting times for the uh, for the uh, the Mets. Yeah, I don't care about them. I'm not worried about anything they do at this point. You, you know what? You talk about the market setting itself and getting guys at a bargain – Jay Bruce for three years for $39 million was a bargain. When I talk with disgust about the Mets, it's not as a Yankee fan. It's putting my myself in the shoes of a, of a Met fan myself. And I just couldn't fathom rooting for that team right now. They disgust me as a, as a fan. I, I just, they baffle me. They need to do something big. And we said, I say this, I said this on the podcast before. I'm a fan of baseball, right? So I like when the Mets are good that they're entertaining to watch. Yeah, of course. So it just gives you an extra game. And you to know watch. what? It's just great living in the New York area. It's just great when because both when teams the are Mets relevant. are good, their fans are less miserable, and you don't have to hear them like, "Oh, the Yankees." <laughs> It just it just makes things more enjoyable. They leave us alone when the Mets. Listen, when their the, team is good, they leave us alone. And my then, biggest thing is always that baseball just doesn't get the attention it deserves. And when the Mets and the Yankees are both relevant in this area, you hear a lot more about baseball than you do anything else. So it's always a good thing when the Mets are good. I, I, like I said, I'm speaking from a Mets fan perspective. Of I just I they baffle me. I just couldn't imagine rooting for them because they don't seem to care about their fans. They just don't. All right, before we go, I just caught something on Twitter here. You Darvish to the Minnesota Twins is picking up a lot of traction really? right now. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Apparently, the their GM or their owner is really got like a, a man crush on Darvish. I forget who it is. The, the owner or the GM? I think it's the GM. has like a real man crush on you, Darvish. And they're willing to go above and beyond to bring him in. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see what we're talking about next pack. Next, see what we're talking about next podcast episode. Uh, will it be Machado to the Bronx? Will it be Darvish to Minnesota? I don't know. We shall see. You know, names we don't talk about though is like uh, Jake Arrieta. You give no credence or, or thought about him coming here whatsoever. Hey, at this point. <laughs> It all comes down to the money, man. It all comes back to the money. Who knows? I, I think the Yankees do should add one more guy. I really do. But we'll see. All right. So that's going to uh, put a nice little bow on episode 24. Again, thank you to Delia Enriquez of the Bronx Pinstripes. 
for coming on here. D Fire Girl Four is where you can find her on Twitter. You can find a Chris Junior underscore N Y Y S T. That idiot jerk on Twitter. Also, I was less of a. You know, bully. you call me an idiot jerk every episode. Do I? And let me just let me just. Say I was something. much less I, of a. I just want to clarify. I was this much real less quick. of a bully this week. I just want to clarify something. <laughs> you always say that I hate everything, right? That's yeah. not the case. Yeah, dude. I'm very black or white. Okay, I either love something or I hate something. That's just who I am. I'm a very upbeat, happy person. You are the miserable one. No. Yes, you Incorrect. are. You're always like, I've got to wake up early. Uh, it's whatever. And you never, you know, big things have happened at MIY Sports Talk over this past week. We're not going to get into it right now. But it's like, this huge thing happened. You're like, all right, well. And I'm just sitting there going crazy. Tempered expectations, yeah, my friend. Okay. It's, that's what it is. I'm the happy one. I'm the upbeat one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do hate a lot of things, but guess what? I also love a lot of you things. You hate everything. No. Yes. No, I don't. All right. You're still stupid. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not the brightest. No, you're not. I'm not. Okay? Okay. How do you turn on Wait a minute. minute. Wait, huh? Wait a minute. Okay. Can we go home now? <laughs> yes. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Christian underscore NYYST. Please go to Facebook. Look us up. Follow us. Give us a like there. Follow at NYY Sports Talk. Go to the website NYYSportsTalk.com. Uh, swag up. But in all seriousness, please, uh, check out our store. Pick up some merch. Uh, you don't have to use that lame term, but <laughs> we would appreciate it if you picked up some merch. Help support your boys at NYYST. And, um, That's it, right? That's it, man. So, Chris...